you know, I'm thinking to myself and like I'm getting a, a clear reference and thinking all analytical and, and getting all my ideas and on my way here to record this, I was just thinking to myself like, I don't want anyone to to follow. Why? Who is listening to? Who are you listening to my podcast? Who is this person listening to my my podcast? No. Um, <laughs> This is V, a.k.a. Vernon English, once again. Yo, hit the subscribe button. Let someone know about the pieces and the content that is here. And, and you can tell them that it's pretty unique. Uh, I'm going to be dropping a, a few more podcasts. Uh, the more and more you guys like my material, the faster it is that I upload. I have tons and tons and tons of more material. It's weird because I'm pretty much like holding back on the material that I have just because it was if it was a, I don't even know, a non-disclosure agreement or something like that and you don't want to give all your Easter egg baskets away. Also, fun fact, I've never been a fan of Easter. Easter has just been one of those weird holidays. But anyway, um, yeah, so I'm, I'm just bringing my content and, and not sparingly, but bringing it in tandem with what it is that I'm working on. And so obviously if it's my published material, then obviously that works and that's fine. But I'm really curious as to where in the next few, you know, installments and, and for when I, I start cataloging the rest of the book, uh, how it comes along. And I try to tell people, I'm like, yo, Please do not mistake any of these things that I'm doing as boring. Please understand that I'm still writing in my head. Please understand that anything that I'm, I'm looking at or I'm experiencing is being added a part of the book and the experience. And I'm, like people see it, but then they don't understand like the, the significance of it. And so that's why I'm, I'm explaining it to you. And a prime example of what I mean by that is just basically if you look at, okay, so the second book and the first book. The first book can be surmised as the introduction and what I was working on. And okay, so before I go into tangent land, that, that's a long and crazy place to go. But anyway, yo, I, this podcast also is a writer's room or a writer's chair for other writers to understand what it is that they're creating and that's a cool thing because i always love when writers have an aspect of understanding the importance of the written word the importance of uh, a story and a setting so this writer's room is just basically giving some cues as to uh, how one can go about the thinking process and the creative process in the ideas and creating content versus, uh, you know, taking something that has already been established and remaking it into another type of film or, and or movie and or content or in the general case or sense. So that, that's just basically where I'm at. <laughs> the writer's room changes because um, I can write on air or write things in real time. And, you know, I'm adding on to a story that is by title, Hearing Colors to Kill Sounds. So that's basically and generally what you will find on my podcast. Nothing crazy, no current events, nothing opinionated, like 
super opinionated. Like, it's opinionated, but like, not to the point where you have to like question your own existence. And I'm like, whoa, whoa, that's somebody else's podcast. That's someone talking about philosophy or something and religion. And nah, nah, nah. This. What you'll find me jokingly saying would be something from my nerddom and my nerd travels. And that generally is my opinion on, on general uh, other things. But, I mean, it progressively changes. The world is changing. There's so many other different things that are happening. Jeff Bezos is rich. It, it's, it's insane. So I'm just, you know, observing and giving my little accounts of what inspires me what inspires me on a daily basis. And, uh, okay, so I'm, I'm going to go back and, and talk about the first book and how that catalogs. Oh, yes. Okay, so back to what I was saying and saying that when it seems like I'm not doing something, um, inevitably I'm still writing and reworking and rehashing on the details of other things. And it's not as an excuse or to a front um, procrastination when it comes to writing. Writing is a very, very serious thing and I take that in the highest regard when it comes to someone describing something to me or saying that they want to participate in something, say for instance songwriting or anything involving the written word and how powerful and impactful those things are. To me, it, it comes as this meditation and this self-realization for a person to place these things on their shoulder and to understand the significance that it has to the rest of their peers and to the all and to how much that person has taken on mentally, let alone anything else physically, um, to create their own world, to craft their own characters, and to take someone's mind on a journey. It's never an easy thing to do, and as writers, most of them um, attribute their gifts to the things that they know best, or the things they know most, or just particularly something that they have as a specialty. Specialty meaning as in they like I don't know, tinctures, and they like mixing something up, or they like uh, the countryside that impacted them when they were younger, and or they have a setting or a city that has this way of, of being a dream and a, and a half, and so they had to write about it or had to put it in a setting in their said story. There's an infinite amount of ways of expressing oneself through the written word. But how you choose to do so and how you go about it is the unique style that I relish. It's the thing that I wake up in the morning and be like, but not so much in a high-pitched voice, but just to get that emphasis of, I know this day is different. My body knows this day is different. Physically, I know this day is different. So now I must do things accordingly. Uh, to match what it is that I'm feeling because I know my, my brain tries to replicate these things or these visions, but that is one of the things that my brain has. I don't even know why it would do so, but I mean, it's a cool trick. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
you get what I'm saying? Like the the first thing and, and the thing that I want you to get from this particular podcast is to understand the significance of your own experience and the reasoning why you have designed your experience to be a certain way. And even still, even if it is your design, like you have to tinker away at it. You have to go through and understand what it is that you like. And, and it goes beyond settings. It goes beyond, you know, uh, alliteration or, you know, further complicating how a story comes off. What is your message? Like, what is your true aim at getting something? And, and then at the end of the day, for the writer, what has, you know, someone, what have you done to that person's mind to, to take them on a journey? And, and I was telling my, my girlfriend this uh, earlier, and I was like, the most things that I love about certain stories and how things come to people is when I instinctively wake up the next day thinking about that said story or thinking about finishing that said story. Like, I'm, I'm thinking about this series right now, which I'm watching, and it was popular, and I'm not gonna name drop, and it, it was very popular at the time. And it was about this woman playing a game, usually men play, and, and things of this nature, but the feel of it, the nostalgia of it, the I'm watching it without sound that's how you know impactful it is and I want to watch the next episode type because it's really something that draws you in through suspense and suspense is something I haven't really you know gone over gone over like I've grazingly you know if it was an iceberg looked at the top of it and pretty much skated on top of it, but never gone into Alfred Hitchcock, uh, Rod Serling um, cues or their uh, writing prose that they utilize and the things that they use with angles uh, to position one's uh, own thinking, let alone sight, into how they develop a story and how characters develop. It's very, you know, obviously complex things to think about, even if you are a beginner writer or a seasoned writer. The level of significance doesn't come from how you can further complicate how you explain your stories, but how impactful these stories are. And, and now that I'm thinking about it now, I'm, I'm thinking as to why I like this set story. And obviously it's the visual and the people and um, visually pleasing, but then too, the, the other thing and the impactful thing is the awkwardness and the fact that there's a sense of comedic timing uh, that happens between uh, said characters. And even if they aren't like continued throughout the entire series, which literally this series is only like, what, eight episodes? And for me, I'm like, wow, how can I prolong this? Like, I know it's an hour, how can I prolong this so that next week I won't be looking for another TV show? Like, these are the things that happen in my mind. And for a while now, like for the next two weeks or maybe three, I'll be talking about this said subject or I'll be writing about it in my notes or in my head of 
this show. Not to take away any of the characters or make characters like my own, um, that essentially could be a goal, but I, I'd rather not. I just want to, if I was to do something like that, I, I would have to like shave off everything about that character, everything personality-wise, everything of what they look like, or utilize what they look like and then completely, totally change it into something that does not look like the original. They don't even sound the same. They're probably not even like, you know, the same temperament. And that would be an influence of a character and how I see them as um, versus that analysis. Great minds, uh, they say, borrow and others steal. And the stealing is the point of, you know, just taking something at face value and replicating it. And I've talked about this many, many times on my podcast. And the borrowers are the ones, and myself included, who pay homage to the original content and what it was that we received so that we can give it in a new packaged form and it becomes our own style. Essentially, as a writer and to all you other writers, understand what it is that you want to say. Like, you, by default, are in an alum of great minds. Just by default and claiming yourself as a writer, Regardless if it's an article, regardless of if it's a tag, a hashtag underneath uh, a picture or whatever the case may be, if you're writing a paragraph, if you're blogging, if you're doing something on your phone and making a note, if you're journaling, if you're making copy, if you're designing websites, if you're whatever you're doing. You know, it could be whatever you're talking about in your notebooks. Like, these things have weight and credence as far as substance to the creative aspect of what I look at as the human experience. Now, obviously, if you're not tech-savvy, um, shout out to all the tech-savvy people out there, you, you're, you know, looked at and labeled in many different ways. But I'm here to give this juxtaposition and to be the antithesis of what one would consider a, I don't know, a tech-savvy person <laughs> with a wild person and someone who is awkward and somebody who uh, doesn't identify with uh, being, uh, what, I guess, clean-cut, something like this. I, I smoke weed, so I get confused as to what is normal or normalcy in society. It's being blended, but I'm definitely not a part of cancel culture because I really don't want to cancel anyone. But anyway, so we'll get back to the story and how this influenced uh, a character of mine. And, and like I say, it's not just ripping something and then uh, crafting it in something else so it doesn't look like the original that makes uh, my work so unique. It, the level of influence goes beyond just that. If I see something and I see a very strong female character, instantaneously, like instantaneously, in my head, the, the clicking goes where, like, okay, female character, boom, like that. I don't even know what she looks like, I don't even know how her temperament is, what she acts like, but I see, just that character alone so that I can go, 
and built from there. And, and so this is real time and, and I'm recreating um, another point in the series. And this is a point of the series where it's very funny, where it's a giant, giant, giant city. Like New York is huge. Obviously other places in Indonesia are huge where there's a large concentration of, I don't know, 4 billion people in like a 30 mile square. But anyway, I get it, right? I want to put in a mass of people in a large body of square. So we're talking like five Manhattan Islands and five all the boroughs that we've seen, but just a large cityscape. And from there, having people interact and having forgotten their memories. And so obviously there's the raping and the pillaging and the chaos and all of the things and the gathering of this set space and me designing it in my head, there's other things that I have to flesh out. And the cool part about this is having this strong female character, um, but you know, being off kilter and, and being off kilter, but not to the point where she's like bipolar. Uh, she's really honestly uh, thinking of herself as something else and, and physically uh, coming off to others as dainty or smaller when she's in one of the most dangerous places ever and, and handles herself accordingly with these said things and I wanted to this is just basically as a character development tap into um, what the underworld had and obviously there's a day and there's a night and so I wanted to describe this, and this is a funny thing that I had as, uh, now that I think about it, as a conversation to have with someone. And I was telling them as far as how the world operates, and I'll leave you with this, and, and you have like certain people who do things, and you have the day shift, or you have the grocery stores, but what if the grocery stores are open at night? And then people could still, you know, shop, and he's like, oh, well, that's cool, but, not a lot of people are up late, we're agrarian. And so we're up and we're day people, and then obviously the night shift and da da da. And I'm like, but what if there was a night shift? And so um, basically thinking of this place as um, a larger version of Las Vegas. And so the city comes alive at night and the city surrounding it um, comes alive at night. So basically that's where we're at now. I'm crafting this new setting new world i just wanted to get these points out and let people know uh, my name is Werner. you can call me v invite me to your podcast i'll kindly say no if i can't smoke my weed there thank you for the invitation you can find me on amazon and instagram spiky B oh, wait uh lotus l-o-t-o-u-s-v-w-o-r-d and yeah thank you so much peace peace